I'm good. It's a snow day. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a, we haven't recorded in quite a while, so welcome back from vacation. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> and uh we got we have a uh, we have a returning guest. We've got Josh. Josh, how are you? I'm not bad. How about yourselves? Great, man. Tell the crowd um your podcast real quick. Uh you can check out my other podcast, craftbeercast.com or at cbcast on Twitter. What beer are you doing this week? Uh that's a good question. I haven't looked at the lineup. We are recording actually Tuesday, so I'll need to check the lineup. So I know. Do you ever like, do you ever feel like I'm sick of beer? Do you ever say that? No, believe it or, or not. Like I thought I would, to be honest, because we're like eight years in at this point. And so either yeah. I thought I would punch one of the co-hosts in the face by now, <laughs> or I'd be sick of beer. And neither of those has happened yet. Huh. Huh. That's funny. I get, I get, I get, uh, I, I was drinking some wine last night. So I'm a little, I'm a little fuzzy. Yeah. Little fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm there with you. I might've tied a few on last night too. So yeah. Happy new year's everybody. Um, uh, going to the gym, you know, not eating so much, trying to lose those 20 pounds you get during Christmas and new year's back at it. Another podcast of the super side show. Um, Mike, what, what are we doing today? So this is a big one. This is like yes. pretty much like you've been looking forward to this like, for a while. Yeah, right. well, it, it it yeah it finishes everything up. This is the, this is Avengers Endgame. This is the last movie from like the Infinity Saga. So if you well, look they, at, they say the Spider Man that we don't like is actually the last movie in the yeah. saga. But that doesn't make any sense, to be honest. Sadly, we have to watch um, Spider Man Far From Home. We have to watch that. Today. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I do not want to do. That. Josh, do you have any quick We're takes to... on that movie? Have what do you, what do you think about that movie? I liked it. Really? Wow. Mm. We did not. You might want to join us for that one because I can't stand I couldn't stand <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, uh, compared to all of the other Spider-Man movies I've ever seen, I would say it was probably one of the better ones. Whoa. Huh. Wow. wow. That's, that, that's that, big. That definitely deserves a conversation. Yeah, yeah we, we should definitely have you on for that uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We, that we is can't a, spend that too is much a perspective that, we do not have. Right. Not for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you look at if you look at the Avengers movies from Iron Man one to Endgame, like it's all this is it. This is right. It's all this getting ready to be done, which is a just a drastic, powerful undertaking. And just real quick, so people know the scope of this movie, I'm just going to read off the IMBD. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Helmsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Benedict. Cumberbatch, Chadwick Bosman, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Karen Gillan, Zoe uh, Zen Zeldana, uh, Eva Eveline, Lily, Trissa Thompson, uh, Renee Russo, Elizabeth Olsen, and that's just some of them. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like, uh, do all these people get a million dollars or more? They had very to. yeah, it's yeah. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> several That's several million, right? Like each each one of those people. Oh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is getting several million, probably upwards in the double digits. Tom like Holland. You think the, probably... the Friends cast was getting a million dollars an episode towards the end? Karen Gillan has to get a couple million for this movie, at, at just least. to show up on set, right? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Paul Rudd, yeah, like that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a ton, a ton of money. Wow, yeah. crazy. Yeah, and for like what, like what, a day's work, maybe two days. That, that's seriously, like that's seriously what they're doing. They're showing up to a soundstage, 
they're putting on some costumes and they're just kind of doing like a day's work. Like Renee Russo, that's a day's work. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. It, well, well, she you get the she, hair, you know, she was actually in that for a good bit. It is uh, is Chadwick Boseman in this the least? I'm trying to think of who out of all those people. He's in, in he's the at the very end. Yeah, they filmed they filmed Infinity War and Endgame at the same time. Am I correct on that? Far as I, I can remember, I think you're right. I think they did. Mm. So they like both of them were filmed. So like everybody showed up and then they filmed all of it and then they went home. Right. So if they got so if if you're getting paid for both movies. Mm. Then like and Chadwick Bosman was in both those movies for a long time for for a pretty good bit so that makes sense but still that's a that's a ton of work and Brie Lawson kind of phoned her whole thing in like she was barely in the first the, the second movie so it's like a lot it's crazy wow um but yeah we're just I'm just going to kind of lightly go through the plot um talk about some interesting stuff that goes through Mike you can of course can ask a few questions there's a couple of definitely things that we have to talk about at length. Um, and I definitely want Josh's take on some of that. So hey, off of the we'll off just... of the top here, I'm thinking back to our ranking episode. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, where'd you rank this, Mike? Again, I ranked this. So uh, remembers how embarrassing you are. No, no, it's I. It's I think it's accurate. I ranked it third from the bottom, and so you're and rewatching it. I think my ranking holds up. Yeah, I, that's just the craziest I super, thing I've I didn't, ever. Heard. I did not really enjoy this movie. It's got some good parts to it, but I thought it kind of dragged on. You know, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that great. Josh, what do you think? Uh, This is in my top three, no questions asked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Without without question, this is in the, I think this is in my top five. It's up there. Bottom three, bottom three, no doubt. Bottom three, no doubt. All right, well, Mike, you're wrong. (laughs) But we're going to spend time talking about why you're wrong. All right. So do it. But it's curious because you're not so Josh and I we've read comics and you ha- you don't have a comic background so it could just be a lot of fan service that Josh Yeah, and I think that's to. what it is. I think that's what it is is I don't really get off on that. And uh there's definitely a lot in there. And yeah, just there, the kind there of is. the pacing of this movie seems weird too. I, I don't know. Yeah. Josh, yeah, Josh, what are you going to say? I was going to say I mean there definitely is a lot of fan service and if you've not been invested in this, you know, series since Iron Man 1 and geeking out, I get why you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. All right, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, let's do a quick recap of Avengers Infinity War. Um, Thanos, who's really big in the environment and taking care of people and, like, management, has decided the best way to take care of all living creatures is to kill half of them. <laughs> it's so like the Department of like Virginia's Department of Wildlife. It's like, oh, let's kill off some deer. Way too many deer. That's cool, you know. So he um he finds the Infinity Stones. He gets off all six of them. He combines them in like Ultron, and he like you know does it. So he does the snap. Um, he destroys all uh, half of all life. That includes like animal life. I don't know if that includes plant life, but it definitely includes animal life. So I'm not sure how deep that goes. I saw a thing on Reddit where someone says. If Thanos snapped his fingers and killed half of our life, we would all die because he'd kill half of our microbes in our stomach. And I'm like, wow, dude, like that's a deep thought on the toilet. Um, no, it's, I, it's I think it's really just good. the microbes that go along with the poofed uh, uh, humans, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I there's know, probably some intelligence but, to his snap. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's like life forms that have some level of sentience. 
Um, but that's pretty much the sum up of Infinity, Infinity War. And then we get the opening to Endgame. Um, wait, how does Endgame open? It opens really weird, right? It, it opens with them going to attack Thanos. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not, yeah. No, no, it opens with uh, with Tony Stark. He's on the the one of those ships from, from the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's on their ship. I guess he's with yeah, the Nebula, yeah, yeah, right? And they're floating through space trying to get to Earth. The ship's damaged. He's starving to death. He's hurt. Um, and it looks like he might die. Which ship so is hurt. that? Do, do you know? Is that's a really good. That's a really good question, Mike. This ship, Guardians of the Galaxy, has have several ships. This ship is a new ship that we only saw in Infinity War. We did not. We haven't seen this ship before. We don't even know its name. So it's the Guardians of the Galaxy ship, but it's not the Milano. Right. No, I think the, the Milano got destroyed in event, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, right? Yeah, I think so. If I remember right, it's been a while. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You would think they would have like an iconic ship where like they take care of it. And it's like, but it, it's just, the ships kind of look the same, but similar. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, I like if you Do y'all remember how they movie, ended up in that ship. Who? Tony and Nebula. Yeah, well, they, when the snap happened, everybody died but them. Okay, yeah, they were in there with the Guardians of the Galaxies, all the other. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they're flying. And so that, remember that one touchy moment where Tom Holland dies in Tony Stark's arms, which, is, which made me cry. Right. Um, if you look at this carefully, um, they did a really good job with Robert Downey Jr. He's, he looks emanci- emancipated. He looks really emancipated. Em- emaciated. 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 Yeah. emaciated. He looks super thin. Um, yeah. So we don't really know how long he's out there. I'm thinking he was out there for like a week, maybe two. But even if he was out there for a week, he wouldn't be that thin. It's kind of dramatic, Um, But he kind of records himself on the helmet saying, like, kind of giving us a um, synopsis of what happened. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool scene where him and Nebula are playing um, paper football. What's it called? Not paper football. What's it called? Um, flip football? No. You guys played that in high school, right? Flip football, right? That you you get a piece of paper, you fold it up into a football, you flick it. Yeah, like, I mean, I I always just called it paper football. Yeah, paper football. I haven't played it in so long, and I, I was always bad at. It. Um, but then um, and then that was a quick, that was a nice little scene. It gave made them kind of feel human. Um, but then it looks like that Tony Stark might die from just being you know there. But then we get a big flash of light, and we get um, Captain Marvel. Brie Lawson shows up, and, and they're saved. Yeah, she's answering is... the pager, right? No, wait, no. Yeah, well, the pager is is the pager is is she answered the pager on Earth, and I guess like Tony, like Captain America was like, go find Tony Stark, go out in space and find him. So I guess that's what she did. Oh, okay. Um, she's not on her way to answer the pager. I thought that's what was happening here. If you if you watched the end credits of Captain Marvel, she shows up um, at the Avengers base when they're trying to figure out what the page. That's is right. Doing. You remember yeah, that? That's Mike? right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we <laughs> gotta keep it together. Um, but then, like, so yeah, I guess we just assume that she went out to space to kind of find them. Um, real quick, I kind of I mean that moment where she's in space and she finds Tony Stark's really awesome. I think. But she's so underutilized. I wonder why they didn't use um, um, Captain Marvel much in this movie. They just, they just really didn't use her much. Uh, Josh, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, <clears throat> I pretend that Captain Marvel never happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Are you, what do you, did you not like the actress? Or you didn't like the, the movie at I all? I hated that movie. 
with a passion. I thought it was terrible. Um, and I'm glad she was not in this movie. <laughs> Is that because of yeah, like, right. uh, you don't like how, I, I don't know how they translated it from the comics into the movie or you just don't like the movie or what? You know, it's one of those things where I can never put my finger on why I hate it so much, but I just absolutely mm -hmm. hated that movie. Like went in with no expectations whatsoever and walked out. I almost walked out halfway through it. Hmm. The wow. movie, if we, we don't want to spend too much time on it, yeah. but the movie is, it definitely takes a lot of like, like hardcore Marvel like canon and switches it around, which is like going to be interesting for Secret Avengers um, when it comes, not Secret Avengers, Secret Invasion when it comes yeah. out. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, so then we get um, a cool scene where Captain Marvel is actually flying the ship down to Earth. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Do you know that she has a scene where she lands the ship and she turns around, her hair's flowing. You know she was she wasn't wearing a wig or anything like that's all CGI. Like they put a cap over her hair. Like if you look at like special effects stuff, like it's, her hair wasn't there at all. Like it's all special effects. Huh. Like why? Why do that? I like I don't understand. Someone's like, I want special effects her hair. Like why? Why? Well, didn't like, she have like to. really <laughs> short hair in this movie somewhere? Maybe they change her hair all. Yeah. Yeah, but they but it's yeah, but it's not her hair. Like yeah. they just keep changing around for some reason. Huh. Anyway, um, we get Pepper Potts who apparently did not get snapped, which is a miracle. And Tony and Pepper are reunited. Uh, she kisses him, but he hasn't brushed his teeth in a while. So that's pretty, like, uh, Like, and he, you know, he's been on a ship for a while. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> you don't want to kiss him. Um, but that's a, that's a really gentle scene where Rocket and Nebula are on the ship by themselves. And they realize that they're the last of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they're it. That must have been tragic to, to understand that all your, other, all your friends are gone you know snapped into oblivion and it's just you two yeah um which is like super sad uh and then we get a cool scene where captain america steve rogers is trying to like talk to tony about thanos to try to figure out where thanos went and like you know tony is just like half dead so he's barely um conceivable uh, i liked i liked it when he kind of had an emotional breakdown and called um steve a liar which is pretty powerful um, but then they get to act together real quick. They put Tony on the IV, and they and they all go to space because they found out where Thanos was, and they go. Yeah, going, Nebula, you know, Nebula knew where Thanos them. was going to be. Yeah, um, which is we talked about this in Endgame. The garden where he's staying is from the comics. Um, he he was like it's kind of from the comics, but at the end of the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. He is in a place very similar to where they had the um, the garden place, so that that's kind of accurate. Um, but then they go they, they go to space to to do a space fight, and they realize that Thanos actually destroyed the gems with the gems, which is odd. Did he do that in the comics? That's one of the questions I've got. Uh, Josh, I don't think he did that. No, right. as far as, I, I, yeah, as far as no. I can remember, he didn't. Didn't, no. didn't Adam comic, Warlock the, do something with the, the gems in the comics? Yes, Mike. Yes, you remember our last discussion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the comics, Adam Warlock is the last person to get the gems from the Infinity Gauntlet comics, and he becomes a god, and he kind of uns unsnaps everything, fixes the universe, and then he says, I'm going to be a very um, very good god. Don't worry about me. And then that's it. That's, that's the end of the comic. Um, but then, of course, other snag has happened after that. We will meet um, Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I just don't... Why? Uh, anyway, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Hey, Barry, I don't know. Yeah, something happened there. Because it was definitely, it definitely seems like it was set up for him to be in the Infinity Gauntlet and Endgame. Um, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. We, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 would have been a great place to introduce Adam Warlock. And he could have been around for the Endgame movie. But yeah, they, they had other concerns. Um, just to be clear, a lot, most of Endgame did not happen in the comics. Just to, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but then we get, you know, we get, we realize that Thanos doesn't have the, the gems and then, um, they cut his arm off and then they cut his head off, which I mean, he did kill half of all living life on the, on the gout in the universe. So I guess that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Right. Um, and Thor has a really hard time with that. Um, which is interesting. Like, I guess like when Thor killed him, I guess he's he's has a hard time because he was unarmed, or maybe it wasn't from combat. It was just like an execution. So we'll we'll talk more about that um, moving forward. And then we get a five year jump, a five year jump. So for five years, human beings had to deal with the fact that half of us were gone, and we had to rebuild our society, um, which shows like. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and what what other show did kind of dealt with the aftermath? That's it, really. Yeah, I guess WandaVision dealt with it a little bit too. Yeah, I mean to um, a certain extent, but that was more about you know somebody that we'll talk about in this movie dying more than yeah. half the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more nothing's like really recent. nothing's really tackled it as far as like what was going on during that five five year period. No. It feels like a, it feels like there should be a Disney Plus like, I, absolutely show. Like, sign me up for that. Like, that would be great. The fi- it would just be called the five years. Like what happened in the five years where everybody was gone? Like, because yeah. like that's a lot of work. Like if 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 every, ha- like I would have to probably like I don't know what would we do? Like you need people to do do all these jobs that, that other people were doing at the time. Yeah, I mean we heard about um, that in Wandavision or uh, no um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but. Um, yeah, a lot of refugees yeah. um, were welcomed into our society because they had to do all, all the all this work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there would be less work to do because there's less people, right? It's just like yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I think the five um, year five year blip was a mistake as far as Spider Man's concerned. Because I was thinking about this when I was watching Endgame. Uh, Peter Parker got blipped for five years. He comes mm-hmm. back. He's still in high school. Yeah. What high school is like uh, seven years long? You know? How, well, he, he, how he long has Peter Parker school. been in high school? He was school? blipped. He, he was blipped. He was dead for five years. He didn't go to high school. But he was in high <laughs> school before just... he got blipped. Then he got blipped yeah, he was for a five sophomore. years. And then he's still then in he's high a school when he gets again. unblipped. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. How many years is he a sophomore? Okay, Mike, let me try to explain high to you. High school is four he's years. A sophomore. He's a sophomore in high school. He gets blipped, so he's gone. Okay. He returns as a sophomore in high school. He has to finish high school. <laughs> what about the Flash? Saying. Like, why is the Flash still is in his grade or whatever? He got blipped too. Mm-hmm. You're, so everybody that Peter Parker knows that goes to high school with him got blipped. That's what you're saying. No, there was someone in. If you watch the terrible movie Far From Home, okay. um, one of the kids. It was a plot point. One of the kids didn't get blipped. And he was like, he was in junior high when he, they left. And when he, they came back, he was all hot in high school. Remember that? I don't remember. No, no quite, I do not that remember. That movie was terrible. I do not remember the hot guy in high school in that movie. No. I do not. No. Okay. The plot, <laughs> the plot ideas 
the actual details of what would happen. So to you're our saying they, if, they actually covered for this in that in that movie, and I just don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to watch it again because oh yeah, you're supposed to take notes this time. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. I thought um, I, I thought I caught on there. No, no, no. It's no call. And 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 to be clear, I work in education, so th- there definitely would be some people who'd be like, "Hey, it's been five years. I'm back, and I'm not going back to high school." I'm like, "Yes, you are. You didn't pass any of your classes because you were gone." So right. Exactly. Get ready to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, you've been gone for five years. You didn't magically learn things. <laughs> well, that's see. I, no, I, I I'm sorry. That's kind of part of my job. I work with students trying to get into the system, and that's kind of stuff they say and talk about all the time. Hey. Listen, um, I watched a YouTube video, and I know how to do algebra, so can I skip algebra? I'm like, no, you can't, idiot. Like, just you saying that means you can't do it. Like, it's like, <laughs> the idea that you think that's an actual thing that you can do means you can't do it. So get ready for math. It's just like, it's just so funny. Like, children will do anything they can not to do something. <laughs> anyway, um, that was a tangent. Um. But anyway, um, we get we get back to Earth, and apparently, um, Scarlett Johansson, aka um, what's her face, what's her name, Black Widow, yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow. What's Natasha? Natasha. Natasha is yeah. talking to um, some people from Rwanda. She's talking to the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's talking to Captain Marvel. She's talking to War Machine. And she's kind of kind of talking about how everything's going out in everywhere. There's a little hint, I, Josh. I'm curious what you think. There was a little hint. There was an earthquake underwater. Did you mean? Did you see when she mentioned that? Yeah, the, the Wakanda agent. I, I'm blanking on her name right now. She mentioned this, there was a uh, there was an earthquake underwater, and then Natasha was like, well, "What are we going to do about that?" And she's like, "What's underwater? We're not going to do anything about it." But like some people said, that was kind of a hint to Namor. Or some kind of Atlantis stuff, but it's so vague, it's barely even worth talking about. Um, the biggest thing we realized in that scene is that Clint Barton is out killing people left and right, which is which will become a plot, plot, plot point later. I, um, I've got a note the, about Battle of New York. Is I don't know why I have that note. Is there something significant in this movie about that? Not yet. It will be soon, hmm, kind of. Okay. All right. Um, but the fast forward real quick. Um, Ant Man, Paul Rudd. Scott Lang uh, is back. If you watch the end of um, Ant-Man 2, Ant-Man the Wasp, he was stuck in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got out. But he's been in there for five years, but he didn't age. Yeah, for him, it felt like it was like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, so he, um, after like freaking out and seeing his young daughter, who is now an adult, um, he like he realizes that he needs to get to the Avengers to figure some stuff out. And we get to our main plot point. That, that's a pretty was, good end joke, though, however, with Paul Rudd not aging over the five years. That's a really, really that's a really deep dive end joke. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. He just takes care of himself. Cocoa butter and working out. He, he, he just, you stay good forever. Right. Um, but then Paul Rudd meets um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Natasha, and he comes up with a plan. We have an, a way to maybe fix this mess. And the way it fixed this mess, and like if, I don't know if you guys remember, but people were theorizing what could happen or how they could fix the blip. And and time travel was a kind of a, like a thing that could have happened, but nobody knew for sure it was going to be. But you know, confirmed time travel. They're going to try to figure out a way to, to to time travel, get the gems from the past, get them together, unsnap your fingers, and then everything's going to be fine. 
Um, which, of course, is not how time travel works, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Not yet. Um, I don't know how I... When the time travel elements became part of the movie, I realized we were going to do some time travel. I don't know how I felt about it until I saw them actually do it. And I'm still on the cusp. Mike, you, this is your least favorite movie for some reason. I don't know why. It was it the time travel stuff that was getting you down? Or what no, was going on? uh-uh. I, although the time travel stuff doesn't... Um, maybe that's why I have the Battle of New York note. Do they? Yeah, they go back to... The, they travel back in time to Battle of New York, right? They travel back in time to several different places, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Huh? I guess it was okay. To me, it felt like an obvious way to give homage to all the other events in the movies they've done before. So like a uh, nice little point. way to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, good point. We're going we're gonna to visit this. We're going to visit it's that. Kind of like, like a Clips show uh, version of the, uh, the MCU. A really expensive clip <laughs> exactly, show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, very expensive <laughs> clip show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the crew goes to um, Iron Man. He refuses to do it, which I think is a smart move. I think I, like... Iron Man is married. He has a daughter. He has a great life. Tony Stark's like, he's fine. Calm down. He still looks like he's like 40, but he's like, he has to be. Hey, how old is he? He has to be 55 at this point, right? I don't know. Let's see. Tony Stark. Hey, right. Robert Dye Jr. has to be in his 50s. Yeah, I'm pretty anyway, sure he know. is. IMDb is letting me down good. on this. They don't really, yeah. they don't really say. Um, but but the, the one of the cool the first really cool thing that we get that we can talk about at length is that we do get since Tony won't help them they have to find another big brain someone smart to help them figure out how to time travel mm-hmm. and they go to Bruce Banner who has Professor Hulk himself he is now Professor Hulk I was super stoked to see this um, Josh do you have any kind of familiarity with with, with Professor Hulk Oh yeah uh, in, in case listeners have forgotten Hulk is my all time favorite character so. I geeked out when that that happened. Yeah. See, I can see how that like lifts this movie up for you, but it it didn't do anything for me. Like I I, I know Hulk from the TV show, so that's my Hulk. Anything other than that, I'm like, eh, you know. Oh, dude, we gotta give you some Peter David comics. I need to. I'm gonna mail you some, Mike. <laughs> like you you you'd actually love them. I think they're they're one of my favorites. I, I was a big Peter David fan. Um, doing the Professor Hulk run, but then a little bit after that too. Um, hey, Josh, real quick, can I give the readers sort of a, a synopsis of how the Professor Hulk worked in the comics? Oh man, I've got to remember. It's been so long since I've read those. If you can remember, go for it, and I can fill in because it's okay. it's been a hot so, minute. Yeah, so it's it's, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. in in the original comic, the Hulk was gray because of some coloring issues with the comic itself. But they worked that into the story, saying that the Hulk has a personality disorder. So, real quick, Bruce Banner killed his father when he was a kid and didn't remember it, which was caused his per- personalities to shift. Uh, he also had some abuse and other things happened to him as well. Uh, and so that caused his personalities to d- differentiate. And so when he was exposed by gamma radiation. The Hulk is actually a piece of his persona, his rage. Because, like, Banner refused to get angry or show his rage. So when he's the Hulk, he shows it. And that's why he's so powerful, because his rage is so immense. Um, But there were other aspects of Banner's personality as well. There's the Grey Hulk, which is a classic Hulk, which I hope to God one day we'll see in the the movies or in the TV shows. Um, He's more of a cunning, more of a sneaky, I would almost say devilish Hulk. 
Um, but at one point, um, the is it two also Hulk, Bruce Banner, could, the Gray Hulk? Yes, Bruce yeah. Banner. So sometimes Bruce Banner would change into the Gray Hulk, and the Gray Hulk would come out. And um, it's like it's like a great storyline where the Gray Hulk actually works in Las Vegas as a bouncer and calls himself Mister Fix It. It's just so it's just so crazy. It's so good. It is, and he um, he looks so amazing dressed up like a mob boss too. I'll never forget that yeah. image. <laughs> It's just so much fun. Uh, but at some point, these these two different divergent personalities can't live in the same body. They start fighting each other. And um, through therapy and a little bit of machinations, um, they all blend together. Supposedly, they blend together and they, they join into one being. So you have, you have the personality of the Great Hulk. You have the body of the Green Hulk and the strength of the Green Hulk, but the smarts of the of Banner. And it's all one big being. And they called him Professor Hulk. And I, and that was Professor Hulk was the the go guy for a long time until um until the um uh what was the onslaught storyline that kind of destroyed the Marvel universe um but it worked out pretty well I thought I thought when I saw Professor Hulk I thought like, he looks really good like it's amazing how good they did it like he just looks great um, yeah that, and like that just, definitely was one of the better CGI characters that they have done. In this entire yeah. run, yes. Like when you look at that, it just looks like wow, this guy looks. This guy looks real. Like it's just, and even the way everybody interacts with him feels real. Like they don't. Like you would think that like um, Chris Evans would look at this like guy in a bunch of Moab costumes and stuff and be like, I can't act with this guy. But they do it. They do it pretty well. They have a nice little banner and everything. It's actually it actually works. Um. <clears throat> So anyway, back to it. Uh, Banner tries to do time travel, and we get a funny scene <laughs> where Scott Lang travels back and forth through time, or time time travels through him, and they just is this a disaster. So they can't, they don't know how to do it because they're just not smart enough to figure out time travel. But Tony Stark does figure it out, and he joins the team. And I know Josh, this was what this was a place where I almost teared up. Tony gives Captain America back his shield, which I think was just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was very special. There's also it's some all, it, foreshadowing it, here where Tony says, like, he's like, you know, here's my conditions on coming in. Um, you know, I want to keep everything I have. Uh, something, something, something. He's like, you know, and if I could stay alive through this, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, it's not, it's no spoiler alert. You know, Tony Stark dies in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so um I didn't see that coming, to be honest with you. We'll go back to that later, but I didn't really didn't see that coming. I did not I I, I pride myself on seeing different plot elements of stories. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't see that so coming. Even so even that even that foreshadowing didn't uh key it off nope, for you. Did not hmm. I did not know that was gonna happen. Um, which is crazy. Uh and then we get um we get the gang gets all back together and they start um they spend probably what twenty minutes kind of going over how time travel works. So we can stop here and talk about time travel. Okay. In, in okay, so this is actually pretty crazy. And this is, and I mean, when we look at Loki, the, the Loki TV show and everything else, we can, we don't want to spend too much time on this, but. <sighs> they, they tell us in this movie that tra- time travel does not work. Does not work. In, in the MCU, the way everybody yeah. understands it works from like Back to the Future, like yes. all those time travel TV shows. Yeah. Or, uh, if you look at shows. yeah, so let's use Back to the Future. If you look at Back to the Future, Back to the Future uses the hallway scenario where like you're walking down a hallway. That's time. 
You can walk backwards in the hallway. You can walk forwards in the hallway. You can run back down the hallway. You can run all the way back to the other hallway. You can you, you run all back and forth. As long as you have the ability to do it, time is a place where you can travel and bounce around. And your actions during time travel affect the past and the future. So, like, if you do, if you kill a butterfly in the past, mm-hmm. that, and you go back to the future, it's going to change everything. Marvel's like, nah, we don't want to do that. And they use, this is, I like Marvel's way of looking at it as more sophisticated. It's like, there's no such thing as time travel, but there is this idea that you have multiple universes that have similar or almost exact time frames that you can travel through. So that's kind of what they did. They traveled through the, they basically traveled through the multiverse. They didn't say it, but that's basically what they were doing. Um, because like their timeline was pure and they could go back and forth to other timelines and without screwing their timeline up, but they, but they would screw other timelines up. But then we get to, this go get more complicated later. Um, Josh, how did you feel about that? Did you think they did a good job with that? Did you think uh, it sucks or it's it's pretty clever? What do you think? I, I I felt like it was fairly clever. It was a it was a good way to explain what was going on, and of course, you know, there was a lot of fan service to, like mm-hmm. we just talked about. It was it was a twenty minute clip show, a very expensive twenty minute clip show, <laughs> but it was still it, it was still really neat to you know, go back and see a lot of those things that, yeah, I mean, quite, 100%. quite frankly, a lot of it I hadn't watched in years. Yeah. And we will talk about the dark, um, Thor, the dark world and how this, this kind of movie kind of saved it. And, um, and with Rene Russo and everything else, we'll do that in a second. Um, so Mike did this though, for some reason, this is your least favorite movie. Is the time travel stuff what got you? Like the no, idea no, it, that it doesn't really, I mean, I just, didn't, I don't uh, like the way the MCU does time travel, but that wasn't, a significant part of this movie for me, as far as like bring, bringing it down, it's just this movie. Had I, too, I feel like this too much going on. Um, maybe too much fan service for me. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a movie to me. You know what I mean? It for me, feels like something else. For, yeah, for me, it felt like this was a great way for them to introduce the multiverse, to introduce all these other different elements, um, but also give us a sophisticated way to look at time travel. I thought it was kind of clever. Um, I will say, like your and, explanation that you just gave for time travel, the um, the ancient one in this movie gives a different explanation. And I made a note when she was talking. She says only the the way she's talking. The only thing that splits timelines is doing something with the Infinity Stones. That splits the timeline off. Is what she said. I think. Yeah, she might have inferred that. The only way to split the timeline is to do anything dramatic like that. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. She does do that. She does talk about that. Um, and we can get to that in a second. Uh, you know, guys, I skipped one of the major elements of this movie, Fat Thor. I totally did not talk about Fat Thor. I thought you talked awesome about that a little bit. I didn't, I didn't even mention Fat Thor. Thor's fat. Yeah, that, that's it. That was, Thor, Thor's fat. Oh, that was so good. That was like the best part of it. <laughs> It sort of like takes all this like Chris Hemsworth. He's so hot. I'm going to see this movie just for him. And then he shows up in a fat suit, and you're like, "Oh god!" <laughs> they did a pretty yeah, good job I mean, in fat suit. It's not that bad. Good. They, they really did. And you know what's funny too is is a beer geek. One of the things that they show is the beer like he's drinking, which is a creature comforts beer because they do a lot of the stuff in Atlanta. And 
I know that's dumb, but I noticed it. I was like, huh, that's cool. <laughs> no, but he was drinking an actual beer that you can buy. Yeah. I did not know that. That's crazy. Do you know the, do you know what the a, beer? What a huge, what a huge, did they know it was going to be in the movie? Uh, I'm pretty sure they had no idea. And yeah, I mean, how many people even recognized it? Number one. And I'm not sure, Mike, exactly which creature comforts it was, but okay. I, I think I, I, I recognized the, the brand when I was watching it. You said it's a Georgia brewery. Yeah. Uh, that makes somewhere sense. Athens, I believe. Because they were they were shooting these mostly in in Atlanta at the time, right? Yep, hundred percent. Well, that's awesome. Next next when I watch Endgame tomorrow again, because I like I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I'll I'll keep an eye out. Uh, I thought I thought Fat Thor was awesome for a couple of different reasons. First, it kind of shows that he's aging to his olden sort of self, like his father. And then two, <clears throat> it shows us the Thor that we've seen in the comics before. We've seen Thor in many different modes. And this Thor aged and rough and tired and with a big, long beard and very much a Viking. That was the Thor that we, like, that, this Thor is actually my favorite Thor, I think, 100%. Without any question, I like this Thor the best. The other Thor is just too pretty, you know? It's it looks like, the most authentic you know, as this Thor. It's not not only authentic. It just feels like he, it almost feels like this is the Thor he wants to play. Like it just felt right. Like I, I don't know for some reason this Thor just felt good to me. Um, and, so anyway, and he plays Fortnite. And he plays Fortnite, and he cusses people out. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, the crew um decides to time travel, which you know they don't really ask any government bodies. They don't tell the public. They just you out these these group of people unilaterally say we're going to fix things. Well, they used, like, they're used to doing that. That's kind of their yeah, thing. Like, it's like I would be kind of like, hey, shouldn't we talk to someone? Should we get some philosophers, some religious people, and just like you know, say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? Like, nope, we're doing it. Let's go. <laughs> like, okay. And they 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 build a time machine. They go time travel, and the first place we go is back to the Battle of New York, Mike. So that's where they go the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we see all that stuff. Um, Hulk has to go get the time gem. Captain America is in charge of getting the Mind Stone gem. Uh, uh, Stark and Lang are in charge of getting the Space Gem, which they screw up spectacularly. Just, just spectacularly. This is so great. Um, a bunch of hijinks ensue. Um, when they're trying to get the Space Gem, they screw it up pretty good, and it ends up Loki gets the space, the, the actual Tesseract, and disappears, um, which is how Loki the series opens up. Yeah, that's uh, the Josh, Loki did you watch scene. Loki the series? I did. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Did you like it? Uh, for the most part, like, the first two or three episodes were amazing. The ending was a little, eh, but mm. uh, overall, I enjoyed I'm- it. Yeah. I think the ending was off, but it was good. Yeah, the ending wasn't what people wanted, I think, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. Um, but like this with all this timeline, multiverse, travel, stuff like that, uh I don't I wonder if they knew they were going to do this when they when Loki grabs the Tesseract and disappears, or they just did it and hoped they could follow back up, who knows? Um But yeah, and then we get a cool scene where Captain America has to fight himself, which I thought was was awesome. Um, it is not long enough for me, but it's a pretty good fight scene. 
And uh, it, of course, things go wrong. They don't get the space. They don't get a tesseract, so they don't. They don't have that. The Hulk does get this time gem, which is which is good. Uh, but they do have the mon gem, so now they have to figure out how to get the tesseract, and they decide to freestyle it and go into deeper into the past to get it from Tony Stark's father. And so, and, and to be honest with you, Mike, that scene was a place where I felt like there was some dead energy. I'm not really sure why they wanted to do this whole Tony Stark's father thing again, mm-hmm. Re- like this whole thing. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just. It felt like that. That felt like a place where Robert Downey Jr. is like, "I want a scene just for me." It's like, okay, okay, you got it. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of drags. But we do get a scene in the past where um, Steve Rogers does see um, what's her name? Ah, talk about Peggy Carter. Love Peggy. Of his life, Peggy, right? Peggy, Peggy. Yeah. He does see Peggy, but Peggy. They they, they went to the seventies. So Peggy's in her 50s when he sees her. And he's still like, wow, she looks great. And I guess she did. Mm, never mind. Um, um, what else? This is it. That scene. Yeah. I, think so. I guess that's uh, the trade-off for uh, finally killing off Tony Stark. What? What's Just the trade-off? Give me, give me some screen time to talk to my dad and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what was it? it was, so there, was, there was one cool thing. The butler, Jarvis, which is my namesake, there you go, mm-hmm. he was in the TV show for Agent Carter, yeah. and this was the first time that he was actually on in the movies. It was some kind of weird thing with that, so that was kind of neat. Um, but then we have other problems. Um, the, uh, the other team that are in charge of getting the stones, Thor's having a mental breakdown in Asgard, so we'll just let him do that. But um, we get the team with Natasha, uh, Hawkeye, uh, War Machine, and Nebula are in space having to get the Power Stone and the, oh, God, Soul Gem. This is making my head hurt. Um, but, of course, getting, like, when, they, when they do that, they kind of, like, they, long story short, the Thanos of the past finds out what they're doing, and then, of course, hijinks ensue. Um, but real quick, we do get a death. Uh, when they try to get the Soul Gem, Hawkeye and Natasha, uh, the same kind of stupid storytelling that they did for Endgame, they did again, and in- Natasha ends up having to sacrifice her life so Hawkeye can get the Soul Gem. Uh, uh. Um, it's fine. That's what it is. I hate that, by the way. I hate it. I hate. I hate that they did it in, in Endgame in Avengers: Infinity War. And I hate that they did it in in-game. I absolutely hated it. What, just the whole trading a soul for the soul gem? Yeah, and, like, it's just kind of, like, weak writing. Like, oh, it made them cry in Infinity Infinity War. It'll make them cry cry here, too. Like, I just don't don't understand it. Why why do do it twice? Like, I just don't, I don't understand why, eh, whatever. It is what it is. But now, like. Um, Scarlett Johansson's gone, so she's a, she'll get a movie deal, but then she'll sue Marvel for a bunch of money and win. So they, <laughs> that's another part of the story. Um, uh, but then um, Thanos shows up. He realizes what they're doing. Uh, Nebula switches roles with Nebula. Things get real complicated real fast. But when everybody shows back up at the base with the gems. Uh, we find out that Natasha, of course, is dead, and the fake Nebula is there, which is going to cause a problem. All right. Anyway, 
let's stop. Let's stop right there and talk about um, some of the. So, Mike, this is a good chance for you to talk about. You said there's too much going on, and my synapsis is pretty pretty crazy. Just me talking about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Is this what's causing you problems, Mike? Is just the fact that there's way too many things happening at once? Probably. Yeah, that's probably a, a huge part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, Josh from a comic book head. Could they have stuck closer to the, the? I think they could have stuck closer to the core comic material and done a better job. Because, like at this point with this story, we're so far away from the root material. Do you think that's a problem? Uh, yes and no. Um, and the reason why is because by this point, we're this far into the MCU. Uh, most of the movies, in my opinion, really mm-hmm. didn't tie that hard into the comics anymore. Like, yeah, you know, they they would give you nods here and there, but they kind of just went off on their own, which I mean, uh, I guess more power to them. It makes sense. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I kind of go back and forth in my head of going, you know, we really could have. And then at the same time, would it have been as popular as it became? Well, the only thing I wish they could have done, and this is, I don't know why this is a thing for me, but when I was a kid, I read Infinity Gauntlet, and and Thanos had the gauntlet. He was being really arrogant. He was, like, kicking everybody's butt, and he was actually tortured Nebula. He actually found Nebula and, like, and aged her, so she was, like, a thousand years old, and she was, like, disheveled. But she took this, she was half dead. But when Thanos was, like, doing things, he had the gauntlet next to her, and she reached her hand just quick enough to grab the gauntlet and take it from him, and she became um, all-powerful. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest moment when this girl who's been tortured by this guy and, like, no, and and she's just kind of, like, was treated so badly, she get, grabs this thing, and she has the power all of a sudden. Uh, I thought that was cool. And I always wanted Nebula to do that in the movies. And, of course, we didn't get that. Um, but I always really wanted to. And one more thing before we move on. You, you, do you see how Nebula's wearing all that, all that, all that, um, co- like, she's, like, kind of cybernetic? Do you guys see that? Like when, when you look at her character, she's kind of like a cyborg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was not like that back when the Infinity Gauntlet was first written. She was normal looking she had blue skin she didn't have any cybernetics and when she did get those cybernetics it was kind of like a throwaway comic and i'm 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 always curious why they kind of leaned into the cyborg elements of her when that's like something that's very not in the comics anyway Hmm. small thing small thing so no scene in the comics where they like pull her apart piece by piece and no 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 she's barely she's barely in the comics at all Okay. Um, she her movie presence is far deeper than the comics ever were. Yeah. All right. So now we've got a problem. Uh, first, the guys have got the stones. They're putting them on a glove that Tony made, and they're trying to figure out who is going to put on the glove to unsnap. Meanwhile, bad Nebula, who's replaced good Nebula, is about to bring in the Thanos from the past, and he's about to crash through the time machine and cause all kinds of problems. Um, but it, they end up that Hulk actually, um, Professor Hulk is actually a person who gets to do the snap and he, you know, ends up snapping his fingers. Um, real quick, because of the snap, it damages his arm really bad. 
We see him in a sling at the end of this movie. We see him in a sling at the end of the Shang-Chi in credits, where we see Banner, normal Banner, still in a sling. His arm's still in a sling, but he's normal. And I, we don't know. I, there, was a, there was an interview where someone talked about this, and someone says um, Banner's, uh, the Hulks will never be the same. His arm's always going to be that way. He's going to be permanently damaged. And I'm like, that's not cool. Like, I don't want that. Um, so I'm always curious about what they're going. I'm, I'm very curious what they're going to do with the Hulk now after all this is done. Because um, he's like, I feel like they, I feel like because of rights or whatever. I just we just don't know what they're going to do. We do know they're making a She-Hulk, which is going to be interesting. But I, I don't know. I, I was kind of both happy that Hulk got this time where he got to do the snap. I undo everything, but also kind of like worried about the future of him in the movies and the comic in the movies. I don't know. Yeah, um, it, it'll be very interesting to see where they go with everything. And, you know, COVID obviously has not helped the fact that mm, the movies kind of slowed down quite a bit. So I'm very yeah. curious too to see where this all ends up. Yeah, it's like I think with the Hulk, especially, and Josh, you can kind of relate to, relate to this. There's always a time where the Hulk is like more powerful more powerful more powerful okay calm him down he's not that powerful he's not that bright so it's like the hulk's always like he's all like they always have a hard time in the comics and i guess in the movies trying to figure out where to place the hulk and it's i don't know we'll just have to wait and see yeah it's it's definitely um, one of those weird power level things where it's like he gets too strong mm -hmm. and then they have to nerf him so to speak yeah i have to nerf him but then they always he that fancy always wants to come back right it's always yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy um, we haven't seen him on something that kind of back to back to normal. I, I have. Yeah, we saw. Remember, we saw him at the end of Shang Chi. Yeah, he had a he had his arm in a sling though. There wasn't. Am I missing? Oh yeah, the, the 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 She Hulk the She Hulk trailer. Professor Hulk is normal with his arm and everything fine. We don't know if that's a. We don't know what's going on there. Right. <laughs> we have no idea. Right. So confusing. It's so confusing. Uh, we we should go to Reddit and see what they say. I'm sure it's it's going to be accurate. I'll solve it. No, yeah, no, I'm just joking. Shout out to people on Reddit. I love you. Um, but apparently the snap's successful. We think. Um, but then the base gets attacked, and hijinks ensue. Way more, and we get probably we get a couple cool scenes. Yeah, what they what they come the, through? They came through like the time travel portal thing. Yeah. So real quick, the bad Nebula when when she kidnapped Good Nebula in the past, she took the pin particles from Good Nebula, gave them to Thanos, and I guess they used their technology to travel through the time portal, the time machine they made. I think the good bad Nebula is also one of the things I don't enjoy about this movie. It just makes we can be, we can debate that. Don't makes, worry, makes don't no worry. Bad neighbor is not going to be here for long. Yeah, not, <laughs> she's not just like the oh, okay. The cybernetic person is the only person that can somehow um, tangle themselves across universes. Nobody else can. Well, no. So she was on. So I think what they explained was that Nebula has like a network, like a Wi-Fi network, and Good Nebula connected to that Wi-Fi network <laughs> when she was there. No, that's what they explained. That's not how they explained it. That's not, I'm, I'm not making that up. That's how they explained it. Yeah. Um, and that's in separate universes. Okay. It's not a separate universe. So I see she went to the past. Uh, Remember? Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't need to draw yeah. a diagram. Yeah, no, she went to the other Nebula's time, but still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but we get some cool hijinks. Probably the coolest thing that we get to see is Tony Stark, Thor, and Captain America getting ready to face off against Thanos. I thought that was just like a, just a, let's just do, like, my favorite part was, like, when Thor's like, you know it's a trap, right? And, and Stark's like, yeah, I don't care. And Thor's like, me neither. And, like, that's kind of what I would do. I'd be like, you know what? I'm sick of this dude. I, let's just go and kill him. Like, I'm just tired of all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's just go. I, I, okay, I wouldn't really kill him. I don't know. It's Thanos. Yeah, you would. would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah, me a, and my I'd superhero. I'd pull a Thor. I can't, I can't even... I, I run a 20-minute mile. You think I'm going to kill Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> Here I come. If, <sighs> if I had Stormbringer, I'd do it. <sighs> give me a second, guys. Come on. <laughs> you, you couldn't you could pick up Stormbringer. No, no, no. Stormbringer <laughs> would give me the power to pick up Stormbringer. I'm worthy. Okay. I'm worthy. Oh, okay, okay. We. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because we forgot to talk about how Thor took Mjolnir from the past and brought it into the future. Like he just just felt like he's like, you know what? I'm taking this. Here's where I so was now, the, here's where I felt the most betrayed is when Thor's like, you know what? I'd rather have Stormbringer. Captain America, you can have Mjolnir. Well we're not there yet. You ruin you ruined it. Oh I'm sorry. I'm you're, sorry. You're but like spe- you ruined the special moment. Okay. All right. Um we'll we'll, we'll get to, we'll do it right now. Okay. So Thor's everybody's fighting. Iron Man gets knocked out. Captain America's way under level, so he's getting his butt kicked. Thor and, and Thanos fight. Thor is almost about to die, and like we see Mornir lift off the ground. It hits Thanos in the back of the head. It flies back, and guess who catches it? Josh, who catches it? Cap, dude, I almost exploded. Ugh. Like if there's a if there was a fan button that could explode people, that was probably it. Like I, I know some people probably passed out when they saw that. Oh, that so, was just the. So in the movie theater, audible cheers and applause when that happened. Oh, so good, so good. So Mike, because you don't read comics, right? We'll, we'll walk you through it. Okay. Um, the only people that only people that are worthy to hold Thor's the Thor's hammer can can wield it can pick it up. We've known that from the movies, right? Yeah. And, and the idea of being worthy is kind of odd because, like, you would think that someone like Peter Parker would be worthy, but mm-hmm. technically he's not. Like, he couldn't pick it up, but other people can. And one of the people who can pick it up is Steve Rogers. Like, that's comic book canon. He did it once in a comic a while ago. Mm. And he and everybody knows that he's able to do it. So when you, we saw him actually do it in the movie, that was that's probably it's probably one of the coolest fan things they did. Period in any of the movies. Like, and I like the fact they wait until this movie to do it. They you hinted know, like, at it in an earlier movie where Thor's like they hinted at yeah. it in um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. He he kind of lifted it, but it lifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, like, I love it when Thor says, I knew it. You know, that's like, because at first you would think that Thor would feel, like, threatened. But, like, no. He's like, I knew you could pick it up. Now, please save me. I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please help. Please help. <laughs> yeah. Please pick that up and fight him. And, and you know what? They could have, like, did that cool scene where Captain America has the hammer and then, like, fail at the fight. That fight was really well choreographed. That's a great fight scene. It's really good. Um, I love that fight. But of course, um, of course, Trump is not. What, why did I say Trump? Of course, of course, Thanos is uh, more powerful than, than Captain America. I don't know why I came out from. Uh, 
Of course, Thanos is more powerful than Captain America, just by a thousand, and um, he ends up losing the fight. And tragically, which I knew was going to happen, um, the Captain America shield is destroyed in the process, which is, like, super sad. Mm. Like, oh, no. But um, there it is. Still, though, I'm, get... just, I'm just sad that Thor, like, preferred Stormbringer to Monier in this movie. That's, uh, like, Thor and so Monier you, are besties. You are more of a... You like Stormbreaker. You like Stormbreaker better than Mjolnir. No, I like Mjolnir better. Thor should have kept oh, okay. Mjolnir and uh. let Cap have Stormbreaker. I would just keep both of them. And it's like it's like you know what day do I, what how what do I feel like using today? Like my Mjolnir is that Mjolnir day? Dual will them. Is this? Yeah, I would yeah. carry them around. Yeah, it's like that's it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um. Well, we talked about Stormbreaker and Mjolnir and stuff from Infinity War. So like Stormbreaker is not exactly how it's supposed to be, but it's fun. Um, but there's a cool scene too that um, it's actually in, some in, horse's in his... weapon, right? You you guys said there's a horse that no, it's, he's not a horse. He's Beta Ray Bill. Bill. Yes, yeah. he, he he calls him a horse, Josh. <laughs> I yeah, I heard calls calls Beta Ray Bill a horse. That's true. <laughs> Isn't he a horseman or something like that? He looks something ridiculous, dude. You don't make fun of Beta Ray Bill, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You just don't. <laughs> All right, listeners, look up look up Beta Ray Bill and see if you laugh as hard as I am right now. He's a, I'm just okay, I'm just whatever. imagining what I remember seeing last time I looked him up. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> one of the cool scenes from from, uh, from in Infinity in the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos is attacked by a bunch of superheroes, but he uses the gems instantly to stop them. But then Mephisto's like, hey, you need to show off your skills to death to get her to like you. And he's like, okay. So he unsnaps, and then he fights them one-on-one. He kills them all. And the last person who's left is Captain America. And Thanos, he walks up to Thanos, and, and Thanos is like, what are you going to do? And he's like, as long as I breathe, I'm going to fight you, you know? And Thanos is like, well, okay. Um, but it's, it's a really cool scene in the movie, too, where, like, Thanos is, like, saying how he's going to destroy Earth, and all his troops come out. And Captain America's like, just gets up. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to fight all you guys. Like, that's just a cool, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, what kind of person are you to just get up and be like, I have to fight all of you. And if I die, I die. But I'm going to fight you guys. And he just starts walking. Um, that's a really, really great scene. Um, but, of course, you get this. Is, and that's when you start getting the scene that everybody starts, you know, crying and cheering like crazy is when um we hear over captain america's mic that sam wilson is alive and uh he says on your left and a portal opens up which is really cool by the way just saying that is one uh, of the one of the highlights of the uh that's probably that's probably the best line in the movie on your left and then a portal opens up really good Uh, Uh, just imagine just imagine like the story arc from the first time Sam Wilson's jogging around that place in D.C. and Cap says on your left, which almost felt like a throwaway scene to me, to now in Endgame, where that's like in the final fight. It's just amazing. Well, the Russo brothers did direct um, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier movie. They did direct Infinity War and Endgame. So the Russo brothers, they know what they're doing. They, I think they did a really... The Russo brothers, they, there's no one else who could have done this movie but them. Period. Like, there's no one else who could have done this. Like, period. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, Josh, you, do you agree with that or not? Because I'm just assuming that you agree. Yeah, I I actually do. Um, I think it was the, the best decision to give that 
give it to them and let them kind of flesh everything out. I don't know that anybody else could have done it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a huge, huge, huge thing to lift. Um, but then, like, it's on your left. You turn around. A portal opens up, one of the Doctor Strange portals. T'Challa walks out, you know, and then all of a sudden, his the, the Wakanda army shows up. And then you get all the people who 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 turn to dust. You get Doctor Strange. You get Spider Man. Who, for some reason, every time Spider Man shows up on a, on a screen, everybody cheers like mad. I don't know why. He's the best oh, superhero. Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Everybody starts showing up. All these people come through the portals. Um. Hulk and everything. They were trapped underground. They get untrapped. Giant Man shows up, and then like. You have this huge army versus a huge army. I thought the I thought the movie was about to be over. I really had to pee when I was in the theater. So I was like, <laughs> we're almost done. And now I see this, I'm like, we're not even close to done. Like this is another probably what half an hour to an hour? Yeah, this movie needed an intermission. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. kind of did, I agree. But then at the same time, like that was a really almost I got chills when that all happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get chills every time. Every time that movie, every time that scene pops up, I get chills. And I I try to guard myself against these, like, chill moments. Like, okay, they're trying to make me feel an emotion. I refuse. But in this case, I couldn't help it. I was like, well, this is awesome. You know, like, it's just a really cool scene. Uh, and then, um, but, okay, so... Captain America delivers delivers a line, but we've we've been waiting for him to deliver. He says Avengers assemble, but he says it in a weird kind of way. I don't know if he delivered it right. Yeah, like we he uh, says Avengers. We talked he, about he, that because he's like Avengers, and then he kind of whispers assemble. Like yeah. nobody he heard says, you, bro. Avengers. <laughs> nobody he says, heard Avengers you. <laughs> assemble. Like what? What you want? What you want us to do? You know, like, and like they already assembled. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. Anyway, um, um, and then we get we get a big fight. I was just saying really quick. If you get a chance, uh, when all of the portals are open, pause it and look at some of the just insane weird characters that are you know basically throwaway characters in the movies. Howard the Ducks there. Um, who else did I remember seeing? Was, Wait, how are the ducks there? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, if you pause that That's portal awesome. scene and just kind of look around at some of the weird throwaway characters that pop out of those portals, it's actually really cool. Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would, like, they need to do a Howard the Duck series. I just kind of, that's a side note. They need to do a, I'm not sure why they haven't done that yet. Yeah, they really should. Um, 100%. Um, but then we get a really cool fight. Um, it's kind of a long fight. I feel like it takes a while. Cause like we're chasing the gauntlet, everybody's fighting each other. We get some people holding each other. We get Steve, we get Tony Stark and um, Peter Parker. They hug, which is a nice little scene in the middle of a fight, which I think is like not really appropriate, but it is what it is. Um, and then um, the coolest fight, hands down, is one to Maximoff versus Thanos. That was awesome. Like she's mad. Like I just I thought she pulled that off brilliantly. That was really good. Wow, that was good. Um, but then, um, hijinks ensue some more. They try to get the, 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 gen, the, the stones, they're trying to get the stones away from Thanos. Thanos starts shooting with a spaceship. Captain Marvel shows up, which is a really cool scene. She blows up the ship. That was awesome. Um, 
they're trying to get the gems into the portal from the van. When he clicks that little van click, it makes the little horn sound from <laughs> Ant-Man. That was really good. Um, yeah. The van blows up because of Thanos. Blah, blah, blah. We got Captain America. We got Captain Marvel versus Thanos fight. Uh, all seems lost. All seems hopeless. But then uh, Tony Stark looks at Doctor Strange and asks him over the over just looking at his eyes. He asks them silently. He asks Doctor Strange, is this the one time that this could work? And Doctor Strange puts his finger up and he says one. So Tony Stark at that point knew that he probably has to sacrifice his life. Tony Stark takes his gems from his gauntlet. It's kind of hard. Because if you look, Tony Stark grabs the gauntlet. And then Thanos kicks him, which probably should have broke his back. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, Tony Stark's fall down. But when he grabs the gauntlet, he's able to communicate to the gauntlet on Thanos' hands to come to his suit. You have to really push yourself to understand that. Because there's no real way the, the movies explain it to you. But then we do see that Tony has the six gems. He snaps his fingers with them. He kills Thanos and all his troops. But at the same time, he's just a human. There's no way he's going to be able to, to take that energy. And he, and he does. That's it. And that's it. Which is like super sad. Like as soon as I saw that Tony had the gems, I was like, well, Tony Starks is about to die, which is super which is sad. But, but I don't know if it could end it any other way. And, and that's pretty much it. Lots of crying. Uh, sadness. We get like a ten minute funeral scene, which is pretty good. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, to- Tony Stark has been in these movies for quite a while. He started them off and with Iron Man. This is what twenty three movies later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like okay, so twenty three movies. Ra- I- just think about that. Not TV. Yeah. Not TV episodes. Twenty three movies later. Yeah. Yeah, and Iron Man. In Iron Man three, you kind of felt like okay, Robert Downey Jr. is done with this. He's gonna retire, but then like he sneaks his way into Avengers. He sneaks his way into Spider-Man. <laughs> He's like, like uh, if, you, if you read, um, he, Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. really pushed to make, to make it Civil War. He really wanted Tony, uh, Iron Man to be a big part of that Captain America movie, mm. which caused some problems. But that's one of the reasons why that movie turned out the way it was. Um, so, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. really pushed himself to get in these movies and do all this, which is good. I think it worked out fine, but um, that, it, it had to end at some point. Um, Okay, so I ha- I have to to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the second time I ever cried in a movie theater. Oh man! Like I what was, was the first time Titanic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> does does that one count? I think it counts. That's, if I had to cry, movie theater would be Titanic and Adventures in Endgame, hundred percent. Yeah, what like part of, there, what part of Titanic? Uh, when what's his face dies at the very end and sinks down in the ocean. I've never seen so, Titanic, but I think I know what you're talking about. Whoa, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're I've not never, missing I've never anything. seen it. You're not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. Mike, no, no. Okay, no. Watching Titanic is just an American experience. Mike, today is a great day. It's a snowy day. It's crap outside. Watch Titanic. Like, I'm what not, are you doing? I'm not watching Titanic. <laughs> okay, anyway. No. Josh... Yeah, you cried doing in game. Were you by yourself? Did what was going on? Uh, no, so actually, I went with one of my. So I used to way back in the day, um, did a comic book podcast, like not around the movies, but like actual book books. Um, mm. And so one of my co-hosts and I went, and of course, you know, we're geeking out the entire time, and I knew what was coming. I knew when he said, "I am Iron Man," that was it. 
he was done. And I started to tear up a little bit. And then when you get to the actual funeral scene, I lost it. I just yeah. started bawling uncontrollably because I think it was just the emotion of, I saw this start out as nothing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see Iron Man 1 and you go, oh, this is really good. This has no right to be as good as it is. And then you right. get all the way here. And I think it was just that emotion of, I have invested 23 movies into this. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is kind of like, this is the end, so to speak. And Yeah, no, no. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I just, 100%. I, I, and like, I lost it. If, I just kind of wish, like, I don't have children, but like if I had a kid, I'd be like around age 10, I'd be like, hey, listen, um, I want you to start watching some movies with me. Like every Friday. Let's watch this movie called Iron Man, right? Okay, Dad, we'll see it. Like, I would love to be able to do that, you know? That'd be, that'd be so awesome if I had a kid to do that with. I kind of want a kid just to do that, but only do that. <laughs> you know? Like, I get him out the closet on Fridays. Like, hey, let's watch a movie together. Okay, get back in there. Yeah, now go away. <laughs> I don't want to do Yeah, don't come back until next Friday. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with anything you have. I don't want to raise you any other way. It's like, just that. That's funny. Like, I want the child for the good parts, not the bad parts. Um, but no, these movies are crazy. And, like, when I watched um, Infinity War and the snap happened, these little girls next to me were watching the movie. And they were in probably, they were in middle school. And they were crying, crying. Like, they, someone killed someone crying. It was bad. I was like, wow, you guys are having to react. But when um, Iron Man, when he said, I'm Iron Man, and stopped his fingers, I definitely shed a tear, too. I definitely got really emotional about it. Um, because like it's just it's a be- it's the great way to end that story with him, you know. It's just, it's really good. It worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and then we get a couple of things. We're almost we're running out of time. We got two minutes left before we have to do news you can't abuse. Um, but we got a couple of things. First, Captain America is supposed to take the gems and everything back to the proper timelines, and he does that. But he also says, you know what, peace, I'm going back to the past and get my girlfriend back. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, he's like, he just like, I've done enough. I'm gonna go, you know, make out with my girlfriend. And like that's it. And he does. And then we get old cap. Right. Which doesn't make any sense. Why not? Because he's supposed that's a different timeline. What I, I, Yeah, the MCU like, doesn't go do a good job with time travel. Yeah, I just I don't think about that. I try not to think about it because technically he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, I guess that's that's back to back to future time travel, right? No, not necessarily. Like, like see, if he went if, if he went in the past, hung out with Peggy, yes. grew yes. old, and then yes. met those guys, that's back to the future style time travel. Well, kind of, because like. His actions don't affect anything. Like everything still happens the same way. But he's not supposed to no, be in their no timeline. Way. He's no not way. supposed to he's not but he's not supposed to meet them. Like yeah. he's supposed to be in a separate timeline. Right. And he's just not. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just like like hey, it's like one of those things we like, just don't worry about it. Just don't think about they, it. There are there are no rules when it comes to time travel in the Marvel cinematic. There should be, first. but we're not gonna get we don't have yeah. enough time. Um, and that's it. That's pretty much the movie. Uh, at the end of the movie, we get a cool scene where Steve Rogers is da- is is dancing with Peggy. Get a little a little smoochy kiss, and that's it. In the in the movie. Well, right. uh, Steve Rogers hands off the shield to 
Oh Sam yeah, Wilson. Steve Rogers does hand off the shield to Sam. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and the, and Sam does not become Captain America immediately. It takes a whole uh, Disney Plus movie, Disney Plus show to do it. Um, but he does become Captain America eventually. So it, it worked. Out. I, I kind of I don't want to get too much into this, but I do kind of wish that he just became Captain America right there. We didn't need a Disney Plus show to flesh that out, but I mean, it is what it is. Fun. Um. That's it. That's it. That is Avengers Endgame, Mike's least favorite movie. No, no, third least favorite movie. That makes absolutely There's no two, sense. There's two that are below it in my. So, in my so Mike, what is your worst MCU movie? Uh, hang on a second. It's probably Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, and then what is your best? Let's see. I don't remember that one. I'm looking. Oh, my best. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. Favorite. Uh, so it it kind of. I think the top three can like rotate on any given day, but my top three were um, Ant Man, um, Captain America, the First Avenger, and I'm trying to find the uh, rest of them. Was it Winter Soldier? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. And then my my my, number my, one. Uh, my bottom three are from the bottom, absolute worst: Spider Man Far From Home, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So imagine the difference between Guardians of the Galaxy movies. One's in my top three, one's in my bottom three. Yeah, which I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, my I top, hope, my I top hope the third was, volume is much better. Yeah, me too. It can't be much worse. Um, but yeah, this in game is in my top five. Josh, just to let you know, which it should be. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it absolutely should be. <laughs> it is a masterpiece. If you're if if you're into into that. Yeah, <laughs> if you're into that, <laughs> if you're in the if you're in the awesome stuff, <laughs> um, I like movies that are movies, right? These are uh, this is a big, this is a pretty big movie, <laughs> but these are these are kind of one and done for me at least. I'm not gonna rewatch. I'll tell you, I'm not gonna rewatch. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I'm going. I have we're going to brunch um, in a little bit, but I'm going to watch this as soon as I get home. So you're going to watch this all by yourself get back. without your wife? I'm going. She won't oh watch yeah, it with you. I, my wife won't watch this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, my wife. She hates this kind of stuff. There's no way. I I've begged her to watch Lord of the Rings with me so many times. She's like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> I've made deals. I've begged. Nope, not going to do it. <laughs> Like I, I do need that kid just to watch these right these dorky things. Yeah. I need somebody to watch them. That's funny. All right, I've got um, I've got a question for you before we get into news you can abuse. Shoot, go ahead. All right. Um, during this movie, we reunite with Gamora from a different universe, mm-hmm. but she gets mixed up in our universe. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, there's no more Gamora. She's gone. Nope, that's not true. What happened to Gamora? She's gone at the end of the movie. She's not at Tony's. But, she's not at Tony's funeral with she, the rest of the leaves. Guardians of the Galaxy. She's still in the universe. She's and just, then she left. And then uh, Star Lord is doing a search on his computer for where Gamora is, and the computer's like, "I'm still searching. I don't see her anywhere. Where is well, she?" Okay, so she's gone somewhere, but she's still in the universe. She's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but she's she's a different Gamora. The Gamora from our timeline is dead. Right. And this is a different Gamora from a different timeline. That's not in love with star Lord. That doesn't know the guardians. That doesn't know any of this. Mm-hmm. So she's on her own doing whatever she wants. We don't know, but she's, she's still in that universe. She's just gone. So, 
how would you... it's a really interesting way to deal with that, but it is what it is. I don't know. I don't... How, how would she get off Earth without like she doesn't have a ship or anything? I'm sure it's Gamora. I'm sure she figured something out. I mean, yeah, if you good. looked at the end, if I mean, if you look at the end, like all those different aliens from all over the place were on Earth too. They probably they had to get off. You said we so. didn't need a Disney Plus episode for the evolution of Sam Wilson into Captain America, but we do need a Disney Plus series for. Uh, how Gamora got off of Earth. That would be pretty I cool. would love a Disney Plus Gamora series. Are you serious? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Like, imagine a Gamora series, Disney Plus style, but it's more like Mandalorian style. Yeah. Oh. She, like, breaks into that NASA fun. and steals the space shuttle or something. No, I don't know if she's doing all that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Something. <laughs> anyway, we've got, we've got news you can't abuse. I don't have much this week, guys. Not a lot of news you can't abuse. Just two things, actually. Um... And uh, just to let Josh know, uh, Josh, you know news uh, we can. Uh, is this this is Marvel news, MCU news, no big deal, right? Um, I, 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 I listen to the show. Oh hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I always act this way when someone listens to the show. Um, do you guys know who Norman Reedus is? Yes, uh, is that the actor yeah. or the character name? He's the actor name. Okay, I know who he is. He, he's the uh, Death he plays, Stranding guy. Yes, he also plays in um, that show that people like once in a while. It's, it's, I guess it's not a big deal. Walking Dead. Oh, it, is it Walking yeah, Walking Dead. That's been around forever. He also was on a... Did you guys watch the movie? Um, God, what was that movie's name? I just blanked out. Um, Boondock Saints. You ever watch that? I watched that. I did not know that he was in it. He is in it. Yeah. He's one of the brothers. Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. He does yeah. a lot of video game voice acting, I think. I didn't know that either. There is a rumor that he is going to be the new Ghost Rider. That's a rumor. Interesting. I don't, I I don't would, really need any Ghost Rider. I do. I, 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 mean, I mean, the I, Nick Cage movie was so oh, bad. God. Don't don't think about that. <laughs> so you're why, saying why there's you, a, you're saying why, that's not canonical of Ghost Rider. There's like there could no, possibly I don't be even, a better, I never, no, a better version than that. Yeah. Okay. No, we need we need we deserve a good Ghost Rider movie. I mean, a really good one. Come on, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, if, so if that, there's a possibility for it to be better than that, okay. But if if yeah. that's like a good representation of Ghost Rider, I don't, I don't need any more. Yeah. No, it, it was not at all. Oh. It was terrible. Okay. Um, that that so anyway, is that one be... of the. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that is one of the only movies I've ever walked out of a movie theater in, and I walked in. I walked out about ten minutes into it. <laughs> That's so depressing. You pay all that money, you get excited, you go to a movie, and you're like, "This sucks," and you walk out. It's yeah. Like, That's that's funny. Um, but this has got me thinking. We know at the end of Eternals that Blade shows up. We see the Black Knight, and we also get hints of Ghost Rider. Josh, I kind of feel like this is a perfect place for them to make a Midnight Suns movie. Ooh. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Or Midnight Suns series. We got Moon Knight coming out soon. I really do feel like Midnight Suns would be, like, so good. Uh, and Mike, just to let you know, Midnight Suns is a, is a comic that came out in the 90s where everything was, like, a little, a little grimy, a little dark, a little edgy. And so you had, like like vampires and like and vampire killers as on a team. It was actually really interesting. Um, so you know who, should they, know who they should get to direct that stuff. Who? Zack Snyder. No, <laughs> I 
I was hoping you'd say Robert Rodriguez. I would totally oh, do that. Oh, actually, I'm in. I'm I'm in for that. That would actually be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Zack Snyder was more of a joke because that's like the DC aesthetic. And I mean, and last news you can abuse, and this is really last. Um, Eternals, Eternals came to Disney Plus last this week. So if you haven't watched Eternals, um, if you want to, or if you want to watch it again because it's pretty good, um, watch it on Disney Plus. Josh, did you watch Eternals? I did. You didn't like it? Did you hate it? I didn't hate it, but eh, it wasn't. I liked it. It a was lot. a letdown. It was a letdown. Oh, okay. The only thing I liked is how they handled. I liked the scope of it, and I loved how they handled the Celestials. I liked. I, that a lot. I liked how it broke out of the formula that um, mm. the Infinity Saga has kind of been in. It, it and yeah, that part I do totally get. And I don't know about YouTube, but I'm kind of more excited about the TV shows that are upcoming than I am any of the movie, mm-hmm. the slated movies that have been announced. So yeah, far. dude, there's so many. Hey, that the. the Oh, oh, don't forget, this is the last news you can't use. On Monday, they're going to release another Moon Knight trailer. So definitely look out for that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Hopefully, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're over time <laughs> by a lot, but that, not, not that bad considering what we're doing. Um, let's wrap up. So I mean, I Josh, think we're doing pretty how... good. You wanted this to be a two hour podcast originally, I think. So I think we're, we're yeah, doing and then I said no. And then we started, I was like, we don't need to do the two hour now. So, and now it's like a, a, an hour 20. I'm late, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Josh, how can people find your podcast? Tell us what's going on with your podcast. Let us know about your podcast. Well, number one, thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, you can follow no. my podcast at CBcast on Twitter or just go to our website, craftbeercast.com. Awesome. And yeah, Mike, it's a good you, podcast. You, I listen to it. I like it a lot. Although, you drink the beers, although I would like it if they mentioned the beers they're drinking more often because I, I always miss what beer they're talking about. Good note. I will uh, <laughs> pass that along. Yeah. Do they have show notes that tell you the beer? We do. Yeah, Mike. Mike but you, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's kind of buried out on the internet. So if you. Uh, yeah. Oh, is so, it, you can't like pull it up in your, in your podcast player? You know, that's actually, that's not a bad idea. I may yeah. start putting that into the show notes, too. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great yeah, Thank great you for podcast. the suggestion. If you, yeah. If you like, if you like beer, uh, uh, listen to it. If you're, uh, what's the region that you guys, I know um, a lot of the beers like kind of North Carolina, but you, you also drink lots of stuff from nationwide, right? Yeah, uh, you know, basically just whatever we can get our hands on around here, or and you, know, you take you take uh, uh, offers from from listeners to like send you beer, right? Yep, and we've gotten breweries to send us stuff, so yeah, we take beer from anywhere. Awesome. And, and Mike, how can they find our podcast? They uh, they're they're listening to our podcast right now, so they've they found it. So <laughs> what they should do, however, is help their friends. Find the podcast. Hit the share button. Let your friends know. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them how much you enjoy it. It, it really helps out. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Yes, share and like and spread it around. Um, yeah, give us stars, give in, us in, thumbs up, yeah. reviews, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, especially these t- in the wintertime. People don't want to go out and do anything. They want to stay home and be cozy. You know, put on our podcast and, and, the, and light a candle and snuggle up in a blanket and just have a good time. Yeah, drink some hot cocoa. You know, yeah, hot cocoa blanket. You know, handle. Right. Relax. Listen. Listen to us argue and with Mike about how he's wrong. And great. 
It's one. It's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's fun time. Fun, fun time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, we've got some other stuff coming up. Yeah, well, sure no, next with. next is Spider Man. Oh gosh. And I guess oh. we're gonna we're gonna have Josh back because we need his perspective on that. Because oh. uh, Jay, you and I are gonna be Debbie Downers uh, through that yeah, episode, okay. probably. I'm very All curious right. to to get into that. I mean, I got, I've right. got to rewatch it, but the first time I watched it, I did not, oh, I did not God. dig it. So we'll see if my opinion it's, changes, but I, I doubt it. I feel it. like the, I feel, like, I feel like a kid whose parents are like, you can't get from the table until you eat that broccoli. I'm like, I'm not eating that broccoli. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> that's that's how far from home it's like. I don't want to watch this movie again. But we're going to watch it and we're going to have a good time. All right, guys. Yep. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys next time.